Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Renner of Jen Renner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting. And I get the <laughs> honor um, of being able to introduce our two new guests, our two guests today. If you've listened or watched any of our past episodes, these guests will not be new to you. Um, they are my two favorite people across the pond, as they say, right? So Michael coming to us from Wexford, Ireland, and Susan coming to us from Aberdeen, Scotland. Um, I was really lucky enough to meet them um, during a training and certification class that we took together online in 2020. Um, although COVID had many challenges and we all went through a lot that first year, uh, they definitely were the highlight of that period of time for me, making these new friends in Michael and Susan. So I'm so excited to have them here today. They're both fellow Grow certified coaches and strengths nerds like Chad and I. Um, they both have a background in HR um, and you will hear it over and over again today about their desire to really grow, help others grow and maximize their impact on the world. Um, I absolutely adore them and I know you will too. So if you haven't watched or listened yet, go back and check out our episodes on Relator, Input, individualization and developer welcome back susan and michael thank you for having thank us you. thank you for having us and, yes. and and jen can you let our audience know why we've invited them back oh sure yeah, yeah. so today we're going to talk about the clifton's talents clifton strengths talent of maximizer so you heard the little like cue in there about how they maximize their impact on others so we wanted to talk about that one and so before we have chad read the description though tell me again where these fall for you michael where is it in your top five numero uno number Ooh. one nice and susan where is it for you number four awesome wow. okay fantastic so we have like the experts here with us. Um, mine is at nine. Chad, I think you said yours was yeah, pretty mine's low. Yeah, mine's 24. So 24? I, I get, this okay. is going to be an episode. <laughs> like so, there have been a few others where I've been sort of the, which one, the, which one of these people doesn't fit. Um, at least the, the three of you have it in your top 10. Mine is 24. So I, um, whenever I've connected with these two before, um, it's been a pleasure to start to hear a little bit about this theme. I'm thrilled that we're now going to do a whole episode just on this theme with them um, yeah. because I'm really hoping to learn even more um, as along with our audience about this theme um, because it's not one that I, I live out or if I do, it's through other themes, other theme combos. So. Great. So with that, can you read us our the short description from Gallup about sure. Maximizer? So as always, we start our episode off with the, the short description from Gallup. People exceptionally talented in the Maximizer theme focus on strengths as a way to stimulate personal and group excellence. They seek to transform something strong into something superb. So that's the start. Now, I know normally we jump right into questions, but I, I know that in previous conversations I've had with Susan, she has shared something uh, about the difference between competition which i know we haven't done an episode on yet but we will competition versus maximizer mm -hmm. and i'd love for her to share that with our with us and with our audience because i think it can be really telling and maybe informative to the rest of this conversation so that people really understand mm -hmm. the difference and where michael and susan are going to be talking about maximizer versus that sort of competition side so susan would you be willing to share 
with us a little bit about the difference between competition and maximizer? Sure, and, and I'll just read it out. And I think this came about because we were speaking about what could seem quite similar. Yes. Um, and then we got into this this uh, discussion between is there a difference? Yeah. So I'll, I'll just read it out. Um, competition and maximizer can look a lot alike. They're both influencing themes and both have a characteristic drivenness about them. Competition is driven to win. Maximizer is driven to be the best. But it's not about beating the competition that drives Maximizer. It is the assurance that excellence has been achieved. Maximizer compares themselves with their own bests and looks for excellence for comparison. So does that help a little yes. bit? Yes. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's great. I love the difference between excellence versus an outside uh, you know, competitor as mm -hmm. the, the big difference there. So thank you very much for sharing that. Um, I, I know that that will be helpful as we have the rest of the conversation because- um, It does sound a little bit like uh, competition when we talk about it, absolutely. Yes, yes. So to start us off, and before we go on and on about how these two are so similar, I'm curious about how the uh, the maximizer theme really shows up in each of your lives. And I'd like to start with Michael. Um, if you tell us a little bit about, you know, not so much the, the negatives and positives, we'll get to that in a minute. And I know Jen's anxious to ask that question, um, but just, you know, maybe give us some clues on some behaviors or ways that has shown up in your life. Um, and then once Michael's done, I'd love to hear uh, from you, Susan. If you hear anything Michael says that you want to jump in on, feel free. But I, I'd like to um, start with Michael and then see where some of the difference, differences and similarities are with, with Susan's answers. So. Okay. Um, so when you ask the question, how does it show up? I think it's all encompassing in the fact that it's my number one. It shows up everywhere. When I think about it in the context of personal it's always looking for and searching for the best or better or improvements all the time no and, and notice i'm not saying perfection because i think that's unachievable in in a work context it shows up with me striving for quality striving for continuous improvement and wanting to get to mastery really, really quickly. So even in a learning capacity, learner number 10 and input number two, I'm, I want to know as much as I can, but it's usually not just in service of me, it's in service of other people. So to bring out the best in them. I also love it from the point of view of coaching because you're focusing in on the best parts of people, the strengths of people, but the strengths of people. And that's a great place to start. You're not looking to fix them. You're looking to what makes them good, what moves them from good to greatness. Nice. 
Nice. I love that not wanting to fix them because I was I was telling Chad I'm like I I have maximizer but I'm always thinking in the fixing but that's my deliberative like looping in there like I want to fix the problems and make it right so I love that you brought that distinction that it's not about fixing. Yeah. Yeah. Susan, what about you? What what either resonates or maybe is a little different than than what Michael's saying? How does this show up in your life and in your work? Well, interestingly enough, I was I was listening. Of course, mine's number four. And I have very different um, other themes sitting around yeah. mine than, than Michael has. But I un- I sort of underscore everything that Michael just said. Uh, for me, it's a really about this commitment to excellence. Whatever excellence means to me, to that other person, uh, as you said, Jen, it's, it's not about fixing something that's broken. It's about making something that's already pretty good, focusing on the strengths, as Michael yeah. said, and making it even better, that breathlessly better. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and that's the, you know, for me, is that that feeling of just like, oh, there's something better here. And we're not dealing with, with, with issues or broken or anything like that. It's a positive energy looking forward, looking for solutions, looking for excitement and, and and better possibilities and and I suppose for me it shows up in terms of I I do really love working with people um, I've got huge patience for people who are new at something um, and seeing them develop and developers number two for me <laughs> and seeing them develop uh, as well as myself it is, is a real joy and it is very much combined with this thing at number four that I hadn't quite appreciated ran through the other top five or six themes quite so strongly. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I, I'm, I'm already hearing the slight differences between how it comes out with Michael. You have a lot of um, strategic thinking themes. I think you mentioned input there and learner. I, th- I think on one of our other episodes, you, you mentioned another strategic thinking theme. I forget which one it is in your top five. But Susan, you're talking about developer, and I think you've mentioned you have a bunch of relationship building themes in your top five or 10. And just noticing the nuances between, you know, the the maximizing the amount of information for Michael and then maximizing a little bit more of the personal side, not that Michael, you don't, but that those relationship building themes are coming to uh, to flavor, as we've mentioned in, in past episodes, they, they come in and flavor your demonstration of your maximizer. That's awesome. I, I want to po- sort of poke a little bear here. Uh, you've brought, uh, both of you, I think, brought up the, the word perfection. And one of the things, given that this is my, you have to remember, this is my number 24. So I'm really sort of batting in the dark here. Perfection, I know for me, comes from a deliberative and responsibility place. Maximizer, I hear both of you mentioned perfection what is perfect enough? Like where does perfectionism ha- come into this whole thing? And, you know, something can always have that one more final tweak and that endless per- pursuit of perfection or that, that best or superb thing. How, how does that fit into this conversation? And, and if you have an insight on that, you know, then also sort of how do you overcome it? Um, Susan, I think you were the one that brought up perfection first. So I'm going to come to you with that. Um, 
Yeah, and I, it's kind of interesting because I, I don't, I think the theme is very much about you're striving for perfection, but you never get it. Mm. I think, as as Michael mentioned, and uh, you know, a way, and maybe we're shifting into some of the negative sides <laughs> here, but um, it's the um, is good enough ever enough, and when your maximizer is in full flow, good enough is not not good enough, um, okay. and. And I think, you know, the term that I have used before is that sometimes I do not know when to stop polishing that turd. <laughs> you know, it's, it's lovely and shiny as it is, but I can't stop. Um, and, and so it can show up that way, you know, with okay. that, that drive for perfection, but knowing that you'll never quite get there, but not knowing when to stop sometimes. Okay. Michael, do you have any thoughts on this? Just, I'm, I'm curious about this whole perfection thing, because I know it's, some, it's something Jen and I talk about a lot with our deliberative and responsibility themes coming in. So where does, you, where does your take on this come, come from? This, for me, is one of the biggest watchouts for me personally with Maximizer, the striving for perfection. And when I say it's not perfection, the striving for it to be better is a question that you'll often ask yourself around, well, is it good enough? And usually it's not, in your, in my opinion. It could be better. So I know that I need to work really closely with people that have executing in their top 10 in any way, shape, or form, because I don't have any executing teams in my top 10. Okay. Um, my other strategic thinking was intellection. So you can nah. see why I went down the learning path there and the information. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I need, when you talk about I need, when you're even talking about coffee sinks and so on, when I need people in my team to let me know there's a deadline mm. because maximizer, sometimes I will miss the deadline in service of going better then okay. is that really the best thing if you miss a deadline no so that's where you know it, i i need to i need to be mindful of it in that regard okay and i, I didn't just, mean to take just Jen... bouncing... oh well, sorry go ahead susan what... so just just bouncing off what michael said in terms of it, it sort of struck me as well i think for me the the one executing theme i have in my top five achiever uh number three I think that that helps pull me out of a hole mm, because it goes okay. from, um, you know, like polishing everything to this needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. And okay. then that beautiful tick that you can give yourself <laughs> on your list to say, oh, look, that's the best tick I can do. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Sorry, I cut across you, Chad. Uh, no, I was... Susan, I, I'm sorry. I just to add on, sorry, Chad, um, I, no? because I don't have any executing, that is where, you know, I, I, I don't even, when you mention about having the tick, that tick doesn't excite me. So mm -hmm. my excitement comes from working at, at it being better and better and better. Mm -hmm. So again, coming back to working with people, it's, it's focusing in on what they bring for, and what we bring from each other, because yeah. as a maximizer, I'm going to be bringing the best version at that time, but I'm always going to want to improve it. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. All I was just saying is I wasn't meaning to steal Jen's thunder with it or with our next question. <laughs> we seem to have already gone to some of the 
the negative impacts. But well, I, it's, and it's I, something I've wrestled with, with, you know, talking to people with maximizer, trying to coach them. Um, and because you brought up this sort of ongoing pursuit of better and better and better, and it almost starts to, you know, sound or, or seeking that perfection. I was just wondering how mm -hmm. that kind of plays out. Um, and then, you know, I know we often talk about that sort of how do we overcome things a little later on in a lot of our episodes, but I, I really appreciate you tackling that very loaded question at the very beginning of this. So thank you. Um, Jen, do you want to keep us going with yeah, that absolutely. usual question around this sure. thing? Sure. And and what I what I liked about that too was that both of them said that it wasn't necessarily about whether it's like perfect or whatever, but it, that it's right. It was that like drive to do to do it right, um, to make it great, to strive for excellence. So I, I think I think that's a really interesting distinction too, because um, it speaks to my responsibility. My responsibility likes that, like we're going to do the right thing. Um, so in doing it right and getting it done correctly is better than getting it done fast and doing it wrong. So I think that's like that flip to the competition, right? And that was what yeah. I heard in that too, was that, yeah, competition might win. They might get to the finish line first, but was it right when they got there? Like, did they cheat <laughs> or did they, you know, like strive for the excellence in it? So I, I like how these all are, are going together. All right, on to the question, sorry. So I wanna talk now about how we know that these themes like can pull us um, into negative directions. Michael already touched on that a little bit and Susan did too, about how we can kind of get stuck in this and in a, in a raw state or maybe, you know, like we're just ramped up, our, our maximizers get too excited and can't stop polishing. Um, what are some of the negative impacts of that that have happened in your life? I'm sorry, I didn't say who. Michael, can you share with us first um, what some of those I really thought you were going to ask Susan to go there, so, <laughs> so, 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 so thank you for that. Sorry. Um, no, that that's all. I suppose where it comes up in a, I suppose, in, I, I don't like the word negative, so I'm going to say an unhelpful way. Okay. Yeah. There you so go. Yep. Where where it where it can be unhelpful is where. I'm asked, I'm asked for an opinion. So, Michael, what do you think? And I might give an answer that, I don't know, it could take the wind out of the person's sails because I'm coming about it from the point of view of this is, this is what, I, this is what I would do as opposed to sometimes listening to where they're coming from. Um, Susan, I think you've alluded to this before. The 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 point where their better is that is their is their best. But we will we can sometimes critique, and and too quickly. Okay. And it can come off snobby. Mm. And by snobby, I mean I know better than you. Oh. Uh. Okay. But and that's that's where it's it's been received that way, but that's never the intention of a maximizer because mm -hmm. their intention is to come from a place of making it better. Yeah. 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 Um, you had said, I think even um, at the beginning about celebration um, and, and maybe it's some, uh, from another conversation that we've had, but that it's, it's really hard to celebrate the win in the moment because you're thinking, 
about what next time could be. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so in service of going to better, uh, to better again, I can struggle sometimes to celebrate the win. So yes, it's great that that was done, but let's be better next time at the next thing we need to do. We're straight into what worked well, what didn't. You know, these are questions I would ask myself even after coaching sessions. What worked well there? What worked, you know, what worked for the client? What what didn't work so well? All in service of being better the next time. Mm -hmm. You know, my clients will often say to me, Michael, there's no such thing as a lazy question, but I will say, I know this question sounds a bit lazy. And they were like, no, it's a great question. But to me as a maximizer, wasn't. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, thank you for that. Susan, where have you noticed that your maximizer is maybe less helpful than you would like that to be? Yeah, when I've been thinking about it, like so many places <laughs> from, a, from a work perspective um i think you know as, as michael said there in terms of trying to get things better and right um if anyone's ever asked me to red pen or edit something for them and i have learned now to say do you really want me to do this <laughs> because give it to me and i'll do it mm-hmm. but it, you can quite easily crush somebody with, with something that's really good, but you're just giving them back that, oh, I think this could and this could, um, and depending who they are and, 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 and what's going on for them, that can be quite demoralizing. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that happen, I'm, I'm quite good at that. Um, I think also on the um, work front, particularly, because of, of my focus through Maximizer, and I think positivity as well, on, on strengths, um, I really, really feel that focusing on there and and getting that better is the way to do it. But that can really frustrate people who have got um, an inclination more to get into what needs fixed, what's negative, Mm -hmm. the the analytical side. So again, I have to watch what I'm doing, who I'm interfacing with there. And from a personal perspective, um, I think I've shared with, with you before, but my family have bought me a wine glass and on it it says Mrs always right because no thing that is wrong gets left unchallenged in my <laughs> and, and again I think you know you, you may be a little bit less um, mindful when you're dealing with your family mm-hmm. uh, and therefore the the raw talents maybe show up a little bit more but uh, just so you know, I've, I've hidden it at the back of the cupboard and <laughs> I may have to accidentally smash it because I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to do that, but, but we will see. Michael, tell us what, what, yeah, you, what, I, I you, what that brought up for you. I'm, I'm laughing because uh, when you talk about being gifted things and I've just realised behind me is a gift from a friend Um that really encapsulates Maximizer and I've just copped onto it now. I'm going to show you. <laughs> it says, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. <laughs> and when, um... when I think of Paulina, a, a, a really good friend of mine who gave me that gift, 
I, we we had set up a learning and development department together, you know, long story short, but it it was like everyone came to me to ask me, well, what's the best way for it to be done? What mm -hmm. way would you do it? And it was like, oh, well, ask Michael, he's the boss, because you know the maximizer is going to give it the best shot. So oh, I, think it came, I think the gift came from a place of positive intent, right, but right. I just realized how much it actually applies to maximizing right there, right now. It, yeah, Michael, I, I, you I just... don't think my gift was a positive place. Don't <laughs> be told something. <laughs> well, well, it was positive if I had wine in the glass when it was Great. given to you. <laughs> Michael, what you just mentioned about sort of being handed um, not so much gifts, but things to do reminds me of a previous conversation you and I have had about, um, I think you'd mentioned at some point where I forget if it was in your personal life or in your professional life, but where people would just continually load you with the things to do because they're like, well, I don't even need to do this because Michael's going to come along and fix it all over again. So why should I even start? I should just load his plate with all the things to do. Could you just, I know I kind of yeah. leave the theme there, I but know where you're I, don't, going. I don't know if you I want know where to you're add going anything to that. Um, because I know where you're, you're going with this. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed how you said, Michael will fix it. And I said, no, I wouldn't say that. Michael right. will make it better. better. So that's, yep. that, that's okay. your, um, but, but yes, I think what I was saying to you previously, Chad, was, you know, in relationships, for example, whether it's family or marriage, or it's like, well, why, why should I even try is what the other person will say. If you're going to take it and, make it better yeah, in that way it. yeah not not necessarily not fix it, fix it <laughs> yeah. but but you know you have to remember it's like and this is the, this is really a belief system that i have about all maximizers you know if you're giving them something to do they're giving their best shot it's it to them it might not necessarily be the best but they're always coming to the table with the best that they have at that moment. Where you have to be careful is sometimes they could be close to, I don't like to use the term burnout, but they might not enforce their boundaries because they want to be better. And therefore they need people in their lives to take away some of the responsibility, something I don't have in my top 10, by the way, but to take away. Or that desire, let's stick with the language of maximizer, that desire to be better. Because it. it's okay. It really is okay to, to, to not have it to the best it needs to be. Everything is a learning journey in that regard. Nice. I spoke to you previously about some friends who are, neuro, you know, neuro, neurodivergent, you know, may have ADHD and, you know, it's, it's on the spectrum in relation to autism and, you know, before they're in business, you know, and they post something and there'll be a spelling mistake and I'm cringing for them. But does it really matter? Does it matter? No. The message that they got out mattered. And that's where maximizer impact is better than maximizer getting nitty gritty into the detail. Yeah. Nice. Thank you very much for, for going a little further. I knew that I was missing a few pieces. So, so I, I appreciate that. And, you know, that brings up a question for me personally, and, and maybe this is 
this is a good thing for, for the maximizers, our big maximizers to answer for us because I struggle with starting something sometimes, but love to finish it. Now I, I hear my achiever in there or make it better or you know, I'm like, uh, so, so this may be tough, but do you like to start at the ground and make something great and keep continuing to make it better? Or do you prefer to get some, like a start from someone and then be able to work to make it better? It's, this is both of you, whoever wants to speak up first. Susan's being and I, I, I suspect, <laughs> I wonder whether Michael and I might be a bit different than this. I'm probably more of the, give me something that's already there okay because uh, i probably i don't have ideation that high uh, you know i'm not the one for the ideas but give me something that is formed and that i'll take that and i'll i'll do my very best with it nice so i'm probably more of a that side uh, and i just wonder i'm curious whether michael might come to it slightly differently no exactly the same no? as you exactly the same as you and give me something that i already think is worth investing in because oh, because if it's if it's something that's right at the beginning it might not necessarily be worth investing in well for some for me for some like susan it's like there's a building block there already that i feel i could make a little bit better or add value to um in that space so susan, very nice. similar Oh, great. Right. Thank, thanks for, thanks for, you know, indulging my question there. It, it was one of those things that it caught me when, when I was thinking about this one and I'm like, maybe they would prefer to polish rather than create. So, um, but, but what you said about is... sometimes not wanting to start, I, I recognize that yeah. I can procrastinate. And I, and I think what Michael just said about having something there that's already formed has, has been it's quite illuminating actually the things that i've got something clearly that's worth investing in i'm not bothered I, i'm happy to get going the bits that i'm just not so sure at that's where i can hmm. procrastinate until i just go get that achiever out of the cupboard and <laughs> <laughs> let's get going yeah okay so let's flip this because you guys have gone there already on me um even when when we're i'm trying to talk about where things are are in the way <laughs> now let's let's really like get to the meat of this how has this theme susan helped you or benefit your life and work like where do you see it shine and you cannot squash that maximizer it's it's so powerful and so strong and makes you wonderful at what you do personal and and professional so interestingly the, the first reaction i have is wonderful at what i do surely i could be a bit better <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first thing um but if we take the positive intentment behind that um <laughs> i think for me I, I would like to think that i'm known as somebody who you give me something to do i'll do it with quality yeah. i have high standards uh, for myself, I have high standards for other people. Uh, flipping back to the negative side, got to watch that bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I've got high standards. I I do really love when I'm you know working with somebody, and and they can suddenly unlock for themselves that there is more that they can do, can be, um, which they maybe hadn't managed before. And that, that's again the 
the quality and the, the standards sort of side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for me, it's it's about that, and the, and the kind of the forward energy that I feel is part of the maximizer theme. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Michael, how about you? Where do you see this shine? I think of my tagline in my business and it says helping individuals, teams and organizations to become future fit. There's a there's an uh, and even the chapter coach. It's mm -hmm. very there's a there's a story to it. There's it can always be better. Each chapter can be better to be future fit. You've got to continuously improve. Mm -hmm. And. I didn't I wasn't in strengths when I came up with those taglines or and now when you know working with strengths for the last number of years seeing how they were playing a part in my life already mm -hmm. is is wow um but for Matt you know going back to this question I suppose you're you're always going to I'm always going to try and present and give you the best version of me um so you know if and and what i mean by that is there's a there's a quality to the conversation if i show up i show up ready if if i show up i'm here to and i know there's some there's other strengths like individualization and relator at play there as well but it is you know i i want you to know that my maximizer will influence you and me it does a there's a co-creation to the conversation. And I love when a client gets an aha moment from a question that you ask them. Mm -hmm. And as a maximizer, you already knew that that's what they were going to, that that's what they needed to do. But you have to stay quiet to honor the coaching conversation. But when they get it, it's like a double aha, because it's like, yes, that's what I knew you could do. And that's what they are doing. So there, there is that element to it. And I work with people who are maximizers and they're, they're, they're great for having a debate with mm. about what is the best approach. Very interesting. Nice. What, what I heard you say in there, and you've said it before, is that everything is about the impact. Can you go deeper in, into that? Yeah, I mean, it's the ripple effect. I think it's the quote by Mother Teresa, you know, what a stone casts in mm -hmm. and the ripple effect of that on the pond and so on. When I'm coaching or even when I'm talking to people and family and even friends here today, I, I'm when I'm asking a question, I'd often say, but what's the impact of that decision going to be? Not just on you, but on everybody else. There's a, there's a bigger picture at play with a maximizer. It's the impact, not just on the individual, but on everyone. And nice. I think that, that's and and also looking. adding to that, Michael, I think it's also not just on the today, but also on to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Th that's a thread I just, I, I feel I need to highlight because everything you said has been all about forward and future and, you know, what comes next. You know, I think you know, we've talked a little bit about this in the deliberative is, you know, what's happened, what are the risks, you know, what risk did we see the last time that we need to be aware of next time. And everything with this theme that you've highlighted so far has had that 
what comes next? What's the next thing we can do? Uh, you know, you mentioned future forward or future fit. Um, I, I think that's really enlightening. Again, for somebody that doesn't live maximizer, um, particularly but, but again, you know, high in my interesting, life. The interesting thing is that futuristic for me is like 21 or something. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's more kind of like grounded in today. Right. But le le leaning towards tomorrow. Well, very much so. Next day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but even still, even that you know, even if it's grounded in today, everything I've heard you say is, well, what's the, you know, what's that next thing that can make this better or more impact, or whatever. So, I just 100%. I wanted to highlight that for for our listeners. And Susan, I futuristic number 34. So the fact that I talk in future, <laughs> I know is being led by Maximizer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. That's a, that's a really good um, point to make because yeah, you do sound like you're very, very future, future thinking, future forward, future focused. Nope, just next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, futuristic, I think, is more when you think of it from a strengths perspective, it is more of a long term futuristic right. approach. While mm -hmm. with Maximizer, it's what's the impact of the next 10 minutes or the next day. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be in five years time. No. Sure. And, and I think that goes back to Susan's point about it's it's that future leaning. You know, mm -hmm. both of you have brought it up in different ways. Michael, you said, well, what's the next session with them going to look like? How am I going to do that just a little bit better next time? Susan, you you just kept coming back to that, you know, future leaning. It's it's right there at the precipice. It's you know, standing in the moment, but then leaning forward into that that next conversation or that next moment where you have an opportunity to to polish or red pen something. It's it's still based in the present, but has that inclination to the future. So I love that we we dissected the futuristic there a little <laughs> bit. That futuristic is that you know five ten year view. You're talking about maximizer having a four leaning, but it's much more that grounded in the present. So, um, yeah. I think that's a great uh, distinction. Uh, this is it helps people understand the theme better because oh, it's mm -hmm. this is why I have that. Well, what's next? And, mm -hmm. and they're you know they might be like Michael and have futuristic as 32, 33, 34. Why am I thinking this? It's potentially a maximizer trait, uh, maximizer talent. So. Um, you've actually kind of brought us right into our sort of the next question that Jen and I always love to ask. Um, we know from coaching and from everything Gallup um, shares about how themes um, get developed and how they get used. We're never utilizing our themes in silo, right? They're always interacting. And so I have two key questions. Um, Michael, I'm going to come to you first with this first question. We we've already started to talk about some of the themes that intersect with your maximizer. I'm curious if you could highlight for, for a moment, some of the ones that really think you really think add to the true success of your maximizer. So what do you couple with maximizer to have an even bigger impact, you know, to use your word um, on whether it's your clients or the professional life in the past, maybe it's relate, uh, you know, relationships, um, people you work with, what mm -hmm. comes to play with maximizer? My number two and three, number two input, number three individualization. So input is give me all that information because then I'm going to take it and I'm going to use it in some way, shape or form to 
make the best better. When I think about it in terms of individualization, it's seeing the uniqueness of everybody, that everyone is, like, I believe everybody is just amazing, super. And that's the place I come from. So to see somebody and, you know, leaning into individualization and hold space for them to be better helps my maximizer and helps them. I'm going to use a word here you guys love, achieve more. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Susan, what about for you? What, what themes come to play to, to accelerate your success with Maximizer? Well, there's three that I'm going to pick up. But first of all, I kind of clocked why I love working with Michael. His input stuff, which, you know, give him something, he comes back with something really great, and then you can work on it again. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, there, there was kind of three uh, of the surrounding themes, I think, that really sort of triggered the Maximizer, you know, things that work really well. Uh, the first one being Achiever, number three. And that is really sort of coupling the the need for quality for 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 excellence, but also getting stuff done. Yeah. So, okay. you know, sometimes the balance is a bit funky, but actually, those two that work together means that you can get good results. Um, so that's the first one. The second one is developer, and I think developer maximizer. That's not just from a personal perspective, but also from working with other people um, you've been able to work with somebody from a positive perspective help them see you know a, a better whatever it is for them and them going on as, as Michael said them having those aha moments and doing it God, that, that's just joyous <laughs> yeah. that's absolutely joyous and developers my number two um, and the third one that I think works really well with Maximizer is positivity um, because there is this need for the maximizer to work in in the language of strengths that we now use through Clifton Strengths, but even before I knew anything about Clifton Strengths, that's that's where I would prefer to work, is in the by, in the positives and in, in the strengths in the in the head up looking forward kind of view of the world than head down in the deep. You know, it's like. Let's, let's go. It's a great world out there. Let's go and do it. Making so good, great. Yeah, really yeah, great. Right? Yeah. My so God, I, those I, three I, are the, the ones. Yeah, my God. So you you your head along. Was there something else you wanted to add to to what Susan was saying, or, or maybe another theme that came it's to where, mind? It's just where Susan and I have similarities in terms of our work, our working, you know, context around HR being, you know, profession and. Susan, I'm just interested as you spoke there. I kind of said, in HR, you sometimes at their worst, and in coaching, you see people at their best. Mm. And it, it there's a real balance there. And when I say people at their worst, not all people at their worst, but I'm just saying you're usually coming in in a HR capacity because something is mm. wrong, um, or you know needs to be better. But with coaching, you you know depending on the context they're coming in and they're ready for a bit of change or they're really positive about something that they want to move forward with jesus there's that language again move forward <laughs> yeah. with, and, 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 and moving in in that space so 
you know, Susan, this is really a question for you. What's your thoughts on what I just said around HR and coaching from a maximizer perspective? Well, no, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> trying to maximize our answer bad. right now. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I, I think you're actually bang on. And when I look back at my sort of 30 years in HR, which are the bits that gave me energy? And those are the, the pieces where there were other people involved and also looking to, to do their best. However, even in the really difficult situations that we would you know, have to work at in HR, I always had this feeling that even if it was a horrible situation, if we could do whatever it is with professionalism and integrity and respect, then yeah. we're doing our best. Yeah. So you know, whether we're talking about you know, really horrid stuff, redundancies or death in services or all that kind of stuff. You know, people say to me, how can you do it? And I'm like, you've got to do your best for that. And and that's where the satisfaction, if you can call it that for me, came as long as I knew yeah. I was doing my best, even though it was a horrible thing that was happening. I really love but, that you said that because an old boss of mine used to say, Michael, are you happy that if it ended up on the front of the newspaper that you've done the best job that you could do? And once I got to that stage where I could stand in front of a judge around the decision that I made, my maximizer was satisfied, even though the mm -hmm. situation could have been horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry, I just took over there. Oh, it's <laughs> okay. Start asking yeah. Susan questions. Just Apologies. making it better. No, making it no better. it was it was excellent. <laughs> we, and we love, and it was one of those things that I, I knew that this would happen because you two are so fantastic this way. <laughs> so um, I wanted to jump into kind of our next question, which is really about witnessing this theme um, either coming out in, in yourselves in, in different ways or maybe others that you've coached where you might have seen a maximizer, um, someone with maximizer high also partnering that with a, a different talent than what you have and just seeing it, you know, in a different light than the way you experience your maximizers. Do either of you have any examples? Did you have one? I, I love the way Jen is not asking me or you. Um, <laughs> And, and, and I'm and I'm sitting here going, well, whatever Susan says, mine's gonna be better. And she's <laughs> thinking the very same. She's every thinking the same. Um, okay. No, I'm on. I'm, so on, I'm, Michael, only, I'm only kidding. Michael, okay. do you have an example for us? So just give me the question one more time, please. If, if you if you know or have have worked with another client that also has maximizer, but maybe it shows up differently for them a little bit based on some of their other talents some kind of unique pairings you might have seen with Maximizer that make it look different than yours and Susan's and some of the things. Yeah, I work really, I, I mean, I work really closely with Kira, who's got Maximizer and connectedness. Now I've got it too, but she has connectedness quite high and Maximizer and connectedness. What I, what I see is there's, it's not just the impact of decisions. It, it's like, there's, there's, there's a whole other thing going on as well so 
universal. It's like there's a, not necessarily spiritual, but for, for this person it may be, but that there's, for every decision or for everything we do, there's a bigger thing at play. And it's a lovely thing to witness because they're coming from that, from the maximizer place around impact, but also they're seeing it even bigger than what I would because my connectedness yeah. wouldn't be as high as theirs. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really interesting. And knowing Kira, I, I could, I could see that too. And it makes me, it makes me love her even more. How and then she's got futuristic. So she's already there five years ahead. <laughs> right. So, right. So Kira will work in the, on the why, the what and how of an organization, their vision, their strategy. And Michael's going, I'm happy to just coach them in the here and now, if that's right. all right with you. And, you know, so that's what you have to be mindful of. You're showing up for the, again, maximizer shot. How can I show up in the best possible way to serve the client? Yeah. Just in terms of serving our audience, could you just clarify who Kara is? I know the oh, four of yes. us know oh, who she sorry. is. But... <laughs> sorry, no, Kara okay. is, is the founder and managing director of a company called Futuneers, who I'm an associate with. And right. uh, she's a really good friend of mine as well. We trained together as coaches back in 2015. Yeah. So, I know she's an awesome uh, part of our Eat and Grow oh, community. Yes, I just right. thought our listeners might be like, who's this Kara character? <laughs> she's not on screen. She's Reach not out on... to her. She, our connectedness will love right? it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Ken, thank like, you for that. I, yeah, you know, no, it completely went past me. Like, yeah. oh yeah, no one else would know who she is. Right. No, <laughs> I, I, I understood because of the context of our conversation that we're all part yeah. of the Eat and Grow community um, right. of, of coaches. Uh, and she's a wonderful human being. I have actually not met her personally yet, but I know her name and I know some of her work. Um, but I just thought, we've got a bunch of listeners who doesn't know who this fifth person is. So thank you yeah. very much, Michael. Um, Susan, did you did you have any unique pairings that you've seen in, in any of your coaching with Maximizer and others? Well, actually, it was sort of striking me that um, you know, Michael said there about, well, I'll do better than him. So him, no, I, I think what he said was, I have no competition. Competition's down there somewhere. He, he did a lovely example. So I, I don't, I don't think I've got anything that's like really, really insightful. Although I did have a look at um, my cascade sheet to see, you know, who in the top, top five uh, had Maximizer. And very few of my clients to date have had that. Hmm. Yeah. Which I thought, uh, I haven't quite come to a conclusion why, uh, but it's like, oh, right, I just hadn't thought about it. So that's not really answering your question. It's just an observation. It's okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's I, okay. I'd actually like to build on that for a second because I did the same sort of thing. I took a look at you know the number mm -hmm. of people that I've come in contact with. Not all of them have been direct coaches. A lot of them have been your workshop participants that um, I just have them for that one workshop. So you really don't, I haven't had a chance to really go deep with them, but of the 300 or so that I have in my cascade, only 24 or 25 had maximizer in their top five. And so I think for those listening yeah. to this episode, I think it's valuable to, to realize that this is a rare relatively, I'm sure Gallup's got all sorts of data on this that I'm not going to bother them for, um, as much as my uncle would love to, but I, I get the sense that it is a not as common theme. And so, you know, when we think about coaching them, it's not as often that we do get a chance to do so. It's also for the companies and the teams that have them, boy, take advantage because you've got a yeah. rare gem on your hands. 
And as we've already talked about through this whole episode, they can real bring some real power and impact to use both um, both of your words. You've you've used impact a lot. So I just I, I think that would be my one small contribution to this part of the, our conversation about you know the the unique ways that the rarity of it is that it is something that um, not that the other themes aren't valuable, but this is a particularly rare gem um, because it doesn't show up all that often. So. Yeah, that'd be my one piece. Jen, did you have anything? I didn't mean to sort of take on that conversation, but is there anything else you want to add? Um, have you coached some people with sort of slightly different versions of Maximizer? In all of them, it's always been this like strive to make things better. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in my lens, I will say the Maximizer for me at nine, um, I do count it as, you know, my, my, in my top like tools to use. Um, I will say mine is about fixing it or making it right. So my maximizer is constantly striving to make it right. Maybe not better isn't like the right word. And like I, we've already commented on, for me it's fixing, but normal like true maximizers aren't looking at the fixing as much as the making great. So it's that like just tilt of the lens um, through my responsibility. I think it's coming from there. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Nice. So with that wonderful part of our conversation, I, I want to turn this a little uh, on the lighter side. You know, we've done this with all our other episodes. I'm curious for those that are first either learning about the Maximizer or maybe it's a, a colleague or a, a, a you know personal relation that is trying to understand this theme. Sometimes we can do that through more common references, whether it's household objects, certain images. Uh, Jen and I have used pop culture references before. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, as two people that, that live with this, and Susan, if you want to put on your thinking cap first, I'm going to come to you first with this. I'm curious if there's an image or reference um, visual that you might offer up for people to start to understand this theme, even at a very basic level. Um, or might uh, an image or, or pop culture reference that might encapsulate this this theme? So, so I've got a few things running around my head, um, as per usual. Uh, and I think in terms of an image, I don't. Uh, there's not a particular image, but there's something about um, that future. You're standing there, looking to the future. It's bright. It's shiny. It's warm. It's positive it's full of potential so it's it's that piece um there's also a little bit of you know like in trying to temper it the the phrase about you know like cooling your jets sometimes we just have have to cool our jets there uh, on, on that particular one but it's a it's a very positive place that's there and in terms of um Pop culture, I, I, Michael and I was, was speaking about this, that um, I had originally thought Tina Turner is simply the best. Mm. <laughs> nice. And then, and then I thought, well, no, it's not. Because then the next line is better than all the rest. Yeah. And I don't care about that. All right. <laughs> so, so part of it works for me, part of it doesn't. And, and then... The other one that um, kind of when we were chatting kind of came and it's more about the negative side is about um, the frozen 
piece about you know let it oh, go let it go oh let it go okay <laughs> it was stop let it go move on get it done nice so those are my thoughts all right Rumblings. they're they're all awesome i awesome. i think i think our listeners will resonate with at least one of those uh and i, I want to come to michael to see what what images or thoughts he has around uh, you know starting to connect with this theme um you know what people really might reference so I'm leaning into my input to answer this question. So All right. I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go with an image or a um pop reference or I'm gonna just go with a simple quote that I think summarizes maximizer for me. And you've probably heard of Mark Twain. Um, but he mentions uh, in one of his quotes, you know, he's he's got he's knocking around a while anyway, but he says continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. Ooh. And I really like that because it's the continuous improvement piece that really is what Maximizer for me is all about. But the fact that he talks about that delayed perfection, it's like Maximizers have to get going. Even though it may never be perfect and it shouldn't be because if it was perfect then it doesn't need to be improved. That's mm -hmm. where that really resonates for me. So it's a quote this time. Guys. No. Awesome. I, I, I won't speak for Jen, but I know my deliberative responsibility goes, yep, that's, yep. <laughs> that also comes to play yeah. with those two things too, especially when they get together. Um, yeah. And, and there's, a, there's another quote from a Kasabian song, I think it is, that she being trendy. Um, and something like, um, we're not here for a long time, we're here for a good time. Oh, so right. that's a bit of a maximizer bit as well, in terms of it's good, it's gonna be good, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good one, excellent. Jen, do you want to take us to, to our next question? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, as we think about how others might best interact with their maximizer. What advice could you give to team leaders or peers um, who are seeing, you know, it, maybe either they have Maximizer themselves or, or maybe let's, let's look at it more from the lens of um, they have someone on their team who has Maximizer High and you want to help them maybe come out of that raw application, that they are in that place where they they want they want that perfection they're seeking that excellence they can't stop polishing um what, what's some advice you might give um michael what's some advice you might give to to help them maybe pull out of that you have a specific um yeah saying uh, uh, that you've used before with us yeah like for me it's a it's about leaning you know getting someone else to support them in that space i, I really feel and, and this is with other maximizers that I've worked with. We need to have someone on the team that will that will take us along and go, you're doing a really good job. Let's get this done now so that we all do a really good job. Yeah. And that's where a maximizer will take the focus off themselves and the good that they're doing and go, oh, there's an impact piece here that needs to happen. And this is what my team needs from me. So now it's time to give them where I've gotten up to. 
I think any team that has a maximizer in it, whether it's raw or mature, they're in a really good place having a maximizer there because their intention is to to want to be better. So even when they that intention could in fact be a blind spot, um, the it's it's knowing that as a team leader or somebody that you're coaching that that's not their that's not really where they're coming from. They just possibly haven't fully explored beauty of maximizer yeah oh that that's great and you even touched on some of that recognition like recognizing that that they you know are doing a great job susan do you have any anything to add to that like helping someone come out of that raw application or 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 how i think you said that you said the word there for me that's really important is the recognition yeah you know recognizing and i suppose it's the same for a lot of the themes but i think particularly for maximizer recognizing that your contribution is valued and also saying, you know, this is good enough for now. Choose your battles of which standards you want to go for. Just, you know, this is good enough. Because sometimes I think we do need to hear it's good enough. Yeah. And if it's good enough for somebody else, that can mean we can go, all right, okay, I can accept that. We, we can move on. But that recognition piece, um, I think is really important. It actually motivates us to be better. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You're right. It's the it's the we say, oh right, that's what you want. I'll do it again. But guess what? I'll try and do it a bit better next time. Yeah, yeah. But but what I'm hearing is it, uh, not to go back to the word of impact again. But it, that recognition is almost having a double impact of yeah. it's getting you to stop where you are. But then it also helps you establish the guardrail or guide rail for the next time. Yeah. Is it, it? Yeah. Am I hearing that right? I I, I don't yeah. want to yeah. be putting words. But also, back I, in I think it's about. I think for me as well, it's about the. Don't tell me what not to do. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to do. Uh, and, I, and again, yeah. I suppose that's for a lot of people. And, and like, if you take a really simple example, I'm learning to play golf. Talk about maximizer squeaking there. <laughs> Never going to be the best at that. But you know, I go. My husband takes me out occasionally, and he'll say, "Oh, don't do that." I said, "Don't tell me what not to do. Tell me what was that bit do. right? Yeah. I'll do that again." Yeah. yeah. And so we've we've learnt. His analytical has been getting in the way of the no 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 don't don't do that. Doesn't sure. help me. It's almost the old adage, and, and I know, having taken a few golf classes myself, it's, you know, some instructors will say, well, don't aim for that tree. Well, what's your natural inclination is you aim oh, for that tree. The tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same yeah. thing in mountain biking. You look at where you want to be, not the tree you're trying to avoid. You look at the path, and that's where you put the bike. Um, right. So I, th- I think that's a wonderful highlight for people trying to help maximizers. Tell them where you want to maximize the effort. Where's the path forward? Again, there's that the forward word again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really helpful. Thank you. I, I think you shared with me, um, and Michael, I think it was when you and I were talking about this understanding if you're a leader and you have Maximizer and you have someone on your team who has Maximizer, your best, what you consider excellence and what they consider excellence may not match up. So it. And you and the way you shared that was really about helping make sure that others are doing their best 
in that. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, it's quite, I mean, as you, as you say it to me, it's quite reflective because, you know, we, we have to be mindful for leaders that, you know, are, le are leading with Maximizer that they have a responsibility to be leading in the best possible way. And their version of their best may not be the best that, or maybe the best, maybe the best that the other people on the team are giving. And it may not be, but Susan alluded to it before, but it's their best. So we just need to man manage it. And, and this is why I think speaking in the language of strengths is so safe that we can have these conversations from a place of how, which of my talents can help you here um and 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 using people in your team to go if you notice this with me will you just tell me to stop because sometimes we don't know no matter how mature it is or how long we're working on it <laughs> chad do you do you feel a little bit that of that too because i'm thinking like this is where our deliberatives have held us you know we may not be trying to get to the best but we're trying to do the right thing and make the right decision and assess yeah. all the risks and we can get caught in that same place of it's not ready it's not ready right. yet i can't put this out it's not ready yet yeah it's, it's very much true and, and i was also just going back to something michael i think you said at the very beginning of this episode um, when we were talking about sort of the negative impacts and and kind of what helps you get out of it, um, you know, having those around us with other themes you've mentioned before that um, you need people that help you execute. I know that I, you know, very much benefit from Jen's Achiever in the same sort of way to get my deliberative to to get into action. You're you've talked about having people around you with executing to get that maximizer to stop polishing yeah. and, and get into action um so i i i see a lot of similarities around all three or four themes here of mm -hmm. you know how executing gets you out of it how it gets you helps you get started how, how it helps you overcome that overthinking um that i know for for jen and i uh, and it's no, no, no small thread in any of our any of our uh, podcasts. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, deliberative sometimes holds us up from doing a lot. I, I'm sensing the same sort of thing that maximizer. Sometimes you get held up by either the polishing or thinking, oh, I can't put this out because it's not best yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, is you know talking about that sort of best is there a way that you think team leaders could put people with maximizer in positions to make sure that their best contribution comes out and michael i'm gonna i'm gonna come right back to you on this one uh susan obviously i'm gonna want to hear your your thoughts on this but you're just thinking about this maximizer and, and you know team leaders that might be listening to this and be like wow i really need to put this place in in, in a spot or in a role that they can bring their absolute best what advice do you have for that team leader trying to put them in the right, you know, kind of piece of the puzzle? Yeah, well, I mean, if you want a maximizer to improve their performance, you've got to be able to put them in a position, whether it's long term, short term or medium term, where they're they're asking themselves, what does the ideal outcome look like here? 
what's going to make this excellent? You know, how can I make this even better than it's already been done? What potential, what potential do, do I see? How can we improve this? These are all of the questions that a leader needs to be asking a maximizer because that is music to their ears. It, it's literally saying yes. And also for a leader to say it to them and ask their opinion, you're building up that trust with them to, to go, they're asking me to help. And they know. And even in that, before you tell them they've done a good job, you're already suggesting to them that they add value because you're asking those questions. Nice. So. Excellent. Susan, what about you? What, you know, you got a team leader, they're thinking about where to put a person with Maximizer uh, within their team context. What, what advice? I think I'm just going to add to what Michael said. I think it's not necessarily where you put them. I think it's how you use them. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, reflecting on, on me and other people I know with the strength uh, quite high up, it really is about focusing on positives. Um, and it's not about blowing smoke. Mm. It's, it's, it's actually about a guiding light. You know, this is what's been done well. Give us more of it. Uh, and I know for me, you know, one of the most demotivating things, like we've all had those appraisal sessions where somebody said, oh, you know, you, you've done this well, you've done this well, um, but let's speak about the three things that you haven't done very well and let's do more of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd rather eat my toenails and focus on that. <laughs> But if you if you give me a little bit of a you know, guide to more of this, then I will mitigate the, the, the other side. Yeah. And I suppose that is just the whole thing about strengths. But mm. I really, as from the maximizer side, think that that's where the energy lies. You know, based on a couple of things you just said, a, a, an additional question pops to mind for me, and. Uh, I know that Jen and I have had the the same sort of conversation around responsibility, and that's when you think about when you use your maximizer the most. Is it in is it in cooperation with others, or does it really come out best when you are by yourself? And I know that's a little mm -hmm. bit of a black and white, you know, solution, question, but yeah. uh, question. But I know that like with my responsibility themes. I don't be the left the heck alone. Like, give me the role, let me go away and do it, and then trust that I'm going to be responsible enough to bring it back at the appropriate time. I know that there are other themes that cannot help themselves, that they need people around them to do their best. I think about some of the developers I've I've connected with, includers and real, you know, those with relator talents are all about having people be part of the conversation and, and be in the mix in the moment. So this brings me back to Maximizer. Do you find that you love to use it more on your own or more in the context of being with people? And I, I, I don't have a person that I was going to go to first. I just, I wanted to put it Michael on the table Stephen. and see who picked it up. Yeah, that's a really easy one for me. It's neither. It's what the impact is. Okay. Mm. So, so I, I don't mean to bring it back to that, but I, 
it, either or I will be energized and fueled okay. in once I know what the impact is going to be. Yeah. Got it. And I love that I'm you not, keep bringing it back to that impact because it's, this is an influencing theme. It's about creating the influence for others to move forward or for some, for something that forward lean, like you guys have been talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry, Susan, I cut across you. No, that's all right. Um, I, I, I've got very different reaction, actually. Um, my initial reaction was definitely in collaboration with others, but actually I think it's a bit of both for me. There's something about being able to, to get a, a basis and then having collaboration with others, which then I think takes it to the next level with other ideas, other perspectives, okay. um, the I, you know, either ideation not very high, so getting in and getting other people's ideas just takes it to the next level for me. Okay. But the, the but the core maybe a little bit of figuring it out for myself first. Yeah. Okay. I was just I I think I was reflecting back to some of the things you were saying about you know like red penning things like sort of editing thing tends to be a solo activity. I mean you can do it collaboratively and you know sit down side by side with with people and i was wondering if maybe that was going to be part of the part of the answer well, that, that's actually quite a good one uh i, I work with people or help them th with career search etc and oftentimes do help, help them with their cv yep. again yeah will you my cv do you really mean that <laughs> do you really mean that <laughs> <laughs> um and and whilst you know i've learned now that I, I won't necessarily red pen it and send it back to them and they have a a little fit over it a heart attack I, I will do the red pen in myself yeah. and then the best way to get a quality outcome is through the discussion and what do they think and you know like i noticed this how, what would this how would this work for them yeah. so that's a bit of, that's the both thing going on there yeah. Yeah. and that goes that goes right back to michael's comment about impact you're really looking for the mm -hmm. final impact of well what's this you know what's this document get it eventually do yeah. for you so i appreciate well, and, like and so so it's so all like you don't you don't want to be spending your time on something that's of no value to anybody right right but that's not what maximizes i think about yeah no that 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 kills us i think that's that's the thing that you know i remember having a job years and years ago where i thought i wanted to be a chef and the the the, the chef had me chopping parsley for eight hours and that's all I done and I didn't know the impact of that parsley being chopped and it was soul destroying and mm -hmm. looking back now that was because it was like what's the purpose of this what's this going to do um other than put me in a box and keep me quiet yeah mm -hmm. well thank you very much for that clarification and yeah. I think it's really telling that it does come all back to the impact. So whether that's done in more of a solo activity or a, a collaborative, I really appreciate that that clarification because uh, yeah, it's just been something I've been thinking about with a number of the other themes and some people I've been coaching recently. So um, as we start to think about wrapping this up, I know Jen and I have learned a lot. We could probably keep going. I know my learner would love to ask a, a zillion other questions. Um, but for the sake of our learners, we're going to sort of bring this in for a landing. Um, to do so, I'm wondering if the two of you, based on this conversation and other thoughts you've had around Maximizer, um, if you were to think about the you know 
one, two, maybe three um, key takeaways that people should really know about Maximizer or something you really want to highlight, maybe even uh, you know, re-reflect on out of our conversation today. Um, Susan, I'd love to hear what your takeaways are first, and then Michael, I'd love to add yours to the, the collection, but um, just something that people can really think about, even if we were to do this as like a short, you know, what do we, what do we highlight? So I think it's almost like a little bit of a broken record for me. Um, <laughs> quality is key. Okay. High standards are key. But it's not, it, it is about the outcome but it's also about the engagement, the effort of somebody who's striving to be their best, do their best. So it's not just about the outcome for me, it's also about the how much engagement has there been along the way. Um, and every time I think about this theme, that that's kind of what comes in. Nice. It's like shoot. It's the, the the phrase "shoot for the stars." Yeah. Was it shoot for the moon and you might land among the stars? Yes, that particular one. And I think when you've told me that before, you said it's their stars, not your stars. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Michael, top two or three takeaways you think our our listeners should should walk away with. Yeah, so I'm going to come at it a little bit differently from Susan. So some is going yeah. to be helpful and some is just watch out for people to be aware of. Maximizers are always going to come from a place of, of wanting to be the best. And they may need assistance in, mm -hmm. in stopping that spin that they're in because okay. the desire to want to be the best. So watch out for that with them um, and acknowledge it with them so you know that they are aware of it and help them to move on and talk about essay impact susan talks about the the stars and the moon and i'm thinking of you know it's the journey not the destination it's the journey mm -hmm. where the learning is going to happen mm -hmm. it's the journey where it's going to get better each way it's where, where things are going to to change um and for people that are out there with maximizer either in raw or mature state you know be grateful for the team or talent of Maximizer because yes. you are there wanting the world to be a better place and the impact that you have on either one person or two person or three people it's you know that there are there is better out there so you know be mindful of that that's all I would say to all the Maximizers out there and to the leaders who are who are leading maximizers. Be Excellent. very grateful that you've got a maximizer on your team. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And I'll I'd just like to add one highlight that I've really learned from this, which is that that forward lean that I think Susan first brought up that we've talked a lot about is that it's grounded in the present, but that it leans forward. And uh, so I, I I wanted to add that one um, because that's a big learning for me. And I think mine was really that, like, the intention behind it, it isn't to fix, it's to make greater, to make yes. better, to do better, that strive for excellence. So I really loved that, that distinction makes a, a big difference in my mind for, for me with maximizers. Yes, yes, thank you. Excellent. So Jen had the pleasure of welcoming you both and introducing you. So <laughs> I'm going to be the first one to say thank you very much for spending your time with us. 
Um, this has been super informative. I'm also super grateful given that this is my, my 24th theme um, <laughs> that I've been able to learn so much more and be in a better position to coach people like yourselves that have Maximizer um, high in their uh, theme orders. So just um, my extreme gratitude for everything you've shared with us today. Uh, if you liked if, for our listeners, if you liked this episode, and uh, we encourage you to leave us a review, leave us comments if you're on LinkedIn. Um, we encourage you to click the subscribe button because we will keep bringing awesome coaches like Michael and Susan back to explore uh, future uh, in future episodes to explore other uh, Clifton Strengths themes. Um, so please subscribe to us and remember that you can find us in both podcast form on uh, acast.com and Jen and I both uh, put out this wonderful video on our YouTube channels. And so you can find us there as well if you want to see us have this awesome conversation. <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with either of our guests that we have, we've included their contact information in the show notes. And also you are always welcome to reach out to Chad and me on um, our respective links also included in the show notes. Thank you yeah. both for coming. Yes. So Thank you. Until next time, I'm Chad Ahern from Chant Teams Consulting, encouraging you to keep playing to your strengths. And I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. Thank you and have a great day.